0: What's going on, Bears fans? As you know, sports betting season is in full force right now, which means you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. BetUS have been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for nearly three decades, thriving and paying you, the loyal customer. What's great about BetUS is they have loads of bonuses. So join now at BetUS.com today and receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using code CHICAGO125. BetUS has all your NFL games with team and player props and loads of NFL futures and odds. And BetUS gives you plenty of options in addition to the NFL. You can bet on, well, there's a college football game left, UFC matches, the NBA, and more. They have every bet type imaginable on the BetUS mobile platform is easy to use with full betting options. So follow my lead and get your phone, online, and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. Cash in on your 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com with our code CHICAGO125. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready because it's time to bear down. (laughs) What's going on Bears fans and welcome to the last home postgame show of the season and we get to talk about a Bears 29 to 3 victory over the New York Giants. I'm your host for tonight's show Nicholas Moriano flying solo as you can see if you're watching and once you hear this on your ride to work tomorrow, whatever you do, it's just me recapping this game and we're going to keep it short you guys even though this was a just a dominant, dominant win from the Bears start to finish. It was, uh, it was a nice way for the Bears to kind of just close out their season, right? To close out the the, the last game at Soldier Field, uh, most likely Matt Nagy's last game as the Bears coach at Soldier Field. But you can definitely tell that there was, there was a lot of emotions going into this one, not only for the players, but right in the very beginning, um, the Bears had a moment of silence for Jeff Dickerson, who obviously passed away and and john madden so even in the press box we we definitely felt that and they had an awesome you know just display where jeff dickerson sits in the press box a couple of pictures there some flowers and you know just a really nice display by the bears and to have that moment of silence before the game so it was really uh it was was really cool to see i see cliff's meaningless game Uh, yeah of course cliff it, it was meaningless but you know, it was nice to see. Look, I've I've watched a covered a lot of bad football games from the Bears. It was nice to be on this end of it. And I'll kind of give some some tidbits of what I was hearing in the press box, but um to kind of get this show started, first quarter of the show um, usually starts with Will's monster moment. Man, can we just say eight seconds in Travis Gibson coming unblocked off the right edge and causing the fumble on Mike Lennon to start off the game? Eight seconds into the ball game. I don't know about people who are watching this game, but when I saw that play happen and not knowing if the bears were going to score on the two, but just right when the fumble happened, I just knew that this game was not going to be, it wasn't going to be one of those close ones where the bears are dragging down the fourth quarter. They set the tone early with, you know, that, that fumble and the bears capitalizing a play later with Dave Montgomery's two yard touchdown run. So It it seems I think that's fitting for the monster moment. Maybe it's Robert Quinn's 18th sack of the season. It was about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, I believe. Um, Could that have been it? Possibly. Uh, But there's actually a couple of ones that that you can see. Maybe it's Travis Gibson's other strip sack fumble. But I'm getting too ahead of myself. Uh, Thomas uh, Levine, who uh, in the chat here, where's Will? Will uh, had a baby and is on you know, maternity leave right now. So I'm kind of filling in and, you know, obviously Mason isn't here as well. He didn't get a chance to cover um, this game. I was the only one I was actually right next to me. There weren't many people in the press box. It was kind of lonely on my side of it, but it it still was a good game to cover because of this 29 to three win. And it, it started off really fast. So before I just kind of go all over the place, right? Let's kind of stick to the format a little bit here. Opening statement from my end in this First quarter of the show. Look, guys, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bears came out early, causing turnovers. And what have we seen so often when, when the Bears cause those, those limited amount of turnovers this season? They just can't capitalize offensively. That was not the case in this ballgame. When you saw after Tashaun Gibson's interception, the following possession, uh defensive possession for the Bears, the Bears were able to capitalize on that as well and score with a Darnell Mooney touchdown reception on fourth down. So the Bears were playing what Matt Nagy said in his post-game press conference, complimentary football, something that we really wish we, we would have seen earlier on in the season, right? But, <clears throat> excuse me, it happened against the New York Giants, who, if you listen to the preview show, they're a bad football team. I was getting so bored watching that first half with the Giants and Eagles because of how bad the offense football was in that game and really from the Giants in general. But yeah, the the Giants didn't show much resistance in this on both ends, on offense, defense, and even special teams, right? But that's where I wanted to take my opening statement. And if I was Mason, there's a bunch of stats that really stand out in this game, but the one that I think he may pinpoint to, negative 10, or minus 10, however you want to say it. That's the number... That the Giants finished with in terms of passing yards, and you know we the Bears have actually seen something kind of similar to this. What was it, minus one or minus one against the Cleveland game where it was just abysmal and pretty much pathetic. <laughs> that was the Giants in this game. They they didn't even look like they wanted to pass the ball after probably the first play of the game where I just was talking about earlier where Travis Gibson's going up and blowing up Mike Lennon. So let's see the Bears finished looking at the sacks here. Four for 34 sounds about right had two from Travis Gibson one from Robert Quinn and I don't know why I'm blanking on the last one I'm sure I'll as I'm talking to the show or if maybe someone's put in the comments uh, I'll definitely get to that but yeah it, it was uh there was a clear lack of confidence in Mike Glenn as as it should be right uh what did Jack say Jack Dong on the chat I'll put this up here um Makes Tebow look like an all pro. I would, I would, I would agree with that. That was, you know, it's like crazy to me. It's like thinking of Mike Glennon and all the money he's made in his career, and seeing obviously that performance today, and just knowing the makeup of him. And look, Mitchell Trubisky took over his rookie season four games after seeing Mike Glennon play four games. The Bears like let's 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 stop this short and put in the rookie. It's crazy, crazy how some of these uh, quarterbacks can just have that longevity in the league being backups, but also end up starting elsewhere, even though the play doesn't indicate that they should. Um, uh, Edward, you know, might as well make this a little bit answering some questions in here. So throw them some questions in here. Um, Edward Kennedy, do you think, let's see, I'll put this up in the, in the chat here. Uh, Do you think if Bears get new coach that AROP stays? Man, Edward, it's, it's looking really good gloomy I would say for Robinson's future in Chicago I mean even this game coming back working back from COVID we all know he lost 10 pounds from that and still recovering trying to get his win back Matt Nagy said he looked he was monitoring that throughout the game he said this in his post-game press conference um he said he looked fine but there was what a couple of targets for for Allen Robinson this game looking at it four receptions six targets um, Andy dome did throw the interception in the middle of the field targeting Robinson. And I don't know exactly what happened on that play. I don't know if Robinson route or I have to go, definitely go back and look at it. And I, I haven't, get, <clears throat> excuse me, had a chance to do that. Just kind of getting back from soldier field and writing and going to the press conference, doing all that good stuff. So have to definitely check that out. But to answer your question, I would I, it's looking really bleak for, for Robinson to return at this point. Um, Yeah, so, okay, and I'll definitely – Cliff, I definitely see your question. I'll get to that in just a sec. But that's really the first portion, first quarter of the show. Really quick hit on stuff going on right now. Um, We'll talk about this Bears offense, but before we do, Cliff has the question. Let's see what we got here, Cliff. My question starts with, who gets fired? Nagy definitely. Pace, question mark. Ted Phillips. If I had to put money on it, Ted, like – or Cliff, what am I saying Ted? Uh, Cliff. If I had to put money on it, I'm just gonna say Nagy. Like, that's and he he was asked um, a form. He was asked about from Jason Leisure at the Sun Times. You know, what does this game mean to you? If this is the last one at Soldier Field, coaching at Soldier Field, and you know, he he basically said he hasn't allowed himself to think about that. And if it does come down to it, then he'll he'll kind of reflect on it. But I do think. Matt Nagy's tenure in Chicago is over once um, the conclusion of sun, next Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings, who are playing right now. And I think the score for that, ooh, 20-0 to zero Green Bay. So uh, Kirk Hunt's not playing. And, yeah, it's, it's in Green Bay. It's a tough game anyway. But I would say just Matt Nagy. If I were to put, you know, had to put money on something, I'm I'm not going to wager also that Ryan Pace and Ted Phillips, in some form or fashion, um maybe are removed of their duties or get fired i I would just say Nagy at this point i don't know how everyone else is feeling about it how or what should happen but that's just my gut kind of reaction here um you know what actually we'll kind of move on with the show like i said i'm not going to keep everybody here it's it's a week 17 um dominant 29 to 3 victory over the new york giants but the bears are at 6 and 10 and they beat a really crappy football team It was fun to watch, though. If you're, you know, you were looking for good defensive football, man, you got that out of the Chicago Bears today, and I can't wait to get to that portion of the show where we can talk about that. Um, But before we talk about this Bears offense, I have to tell you about Owen, which is a plant-based protein company that uses high-quality and carefully selected ingredients to make all of its products easily digestible, like the Pro Elite Chocolate High-Protein Shake which has 35 grams of protein. And as you guys know, Owen and the Chicago Audible have partnered up, and you can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code TCA20. So definitely go check that out. But if you didn't listen to the preview podcast and you are here in the post-game podcast listening to this, for listening for the first podcast this week, I have to tell you about the awesome contest that Owen right now Is giving you the opportunity to win an autographed Justin Fields jersey and cleats. One grand prize winner will get all of that. There will be two second prize winners, and they'll get a signed official football. And guess what? There's four third prize winners. They'll get an autographed jersey. And so you're probably thinking there's all these amazing prizes. How how do I get in on this, Nick? What do I got to do? To, to win a Justin Fields sign, jersey, cleats, football, more jerseys, super simple. Super, super simple. Just go to liveowen.com forward slash Justin Fields forward slash. Again, that's liveowen.com forward slash Justin Fields forward slash. And all you got to do, once you see the screen, you'll see Justin Fields. He's uh, posing with a, a Owen protein shake. Type in your first name and an email that works it's that easy and you're entered. So go do that. Tell your family members, tell your friends, tell whoever maybe possibly is looking for a new protein shake who just wants a a meal supplement or yeah, a meal supplement. You can have, they have those as well at Owen. Go enter in, win those great prizes and buy some products from Owen and use that code TCA20 at checkout. Good luck, everybody. All right, this is the Chicago Audible. I am Nicholas Moriano, your host for tonight's show, and we're going to talk about this Bears offense. You see the 29 points. If you just look at the box score, and actually, if you just looked at the score of this game, you're like, man, the Bears offensively were, they were clicking. And they obviously they almost put up 30 finally. Um, I wouldn't say that's really the case with the offense. Um, they obviously had a lot of short fields to work with, and like I said, early on, they really capitalized on that, right? Uh, You had the David Montgomery two-yard touchdown run after the Travis Gibson strip sack. After the Deshaun Gibson interception, um, I would have to see the play-by-play, but I think it took over, it was what? It was a seven-play drive. The Bears go for it on fourth down, and they get that touchdown to Darnell Mooney. Looks good. But let's talk about Andy Dolan real quick. This is his first game action after the December 5th loss to the Cardinals, and he threw four interceptions in that game. And, you know, dealing with a bunch of stuff, COVID, a broken hand, just a bunch of nagging injuries. I don't know. I don't want to say that was the excuse for this game, how he played, because I don't think ultimately he played that bad, but he did have some missed throws, Um, especially throws that required him to show his arm strength. I think of the Marquise Goodwin play, where he's running in the back of the end zone on a drag route. And Andy Dalton leaves that ball a little behind Goodwin, Does Goodwin still have a chance to make that touchdown? He does. But if the ball is just out in front, Dalton's able to drive the ball a little bit. That's a touchdown all day. There was the, what was it, right before the end of the half, I believe? The Darnell Mooney, deep opportunity, deep ball. Darnell Mooney has his man beat. The ball is really, Darnell Mooney has to wait, right? Darnell Mooney has to wait a little bit. And the, the ball or the play ends up being incomplete after the initially it was ruled complete, Um, you know, just missed opportunities like that. And like I said earlier, he had the interception, almost had another interception actually. Now that I remember targeting Allen Robinson, I think he just ran a hitch route a little late on the throw. You wish he had a little bit more zip on the ball. It seems to be the common denominator here, nearly intercepted there. Then there was a, you know there was a play where he's trying to get Jimmy Graham on a wheel route Jimmy actually falls on the play and the ball is kind of in the vicinity of a couple of Giants defenders and hey look the the Jimmy Graham fell and if it would have something would have happened I guess it would have understood but just in a in a questionable spot but yeah there were just a couple of those plays throughout this game where you wonder man if Justin Fields is there with his arm strength he still has to diagnose, decipher where to go with the ball and stuff like that. Do, do the Bears capitalize? Who knows? I, you know, uh, speculation, who knows? But I, I, was, I would say yes. But, it, you know, when you, grand scheme of things, Dalton 18 to 35, 173 yards, one touchdown, one interception, was sacked twice, showed a little bit of, um, you know, movability or, you know, uh, escapability, I should say in the pocket a couple of times, just kind of weaving out of danger and using those, those uh legs of his to try and gain some yards. Uh, But still obviously more to be desired from the quarterback position. And, you know, with one game left, hoping to see Justin Fields just close out the season against those Minnesota Vikings that are currently losing 20 to three to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau field. Um, could I get that Antonio Brown shirty through today, oh, man? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, people were talking. The I was pretty close to the Giants reporters in the press box, just how it's kind of scheduled or lined up, I guess. But yeah, a lot of the reporters over there were talking about what is Antonio Brown doing? He just kind of quit mid game and crazy stuff. But we'll we'll kind of stick to this game, the offense here. You know what I liked. Obviously, David Montgomery maybe didn't finish with the stat line in terms of the yardage, 24, 22 carries, 64 yards, only a 2.9 average, two touchdowns out. But what I liked on some of those runs uh, that you saw, where maybe David Montgomery stopped initially, whether it's on a run or a pass, you saw some of these Bears offensive linemen put giving that extra push. I have it down here on a third and nine. This is on the Bears' second offensive possession. David Montgomery catches the ball uh, in the middle of the field, short of the sticks, 39. Who's the first? And he's able to stand up, though. The defender and him kind of, um, you know, stonewall each other. James Daniels comes from, you know, obviously his position and just kind of pushes David Montgomery forward. Boom. He's able to get that, that first down, and that's obviously the drive that ended with Darnell Mooney scoring the touchdown. But I saw that. You know, I saw Cody Whitehair do that as well uh, a time. I know there was a holding call that he had also in the game, but I like that extra effort. And you know what I wish the Bears would have done in this one, and maybe people know where I'm going with this, why didn't we see Tevin Jenkins earlier in this game? Not until the fourth quarter where the game's already solidified. I get it. He, Matt Nagy kind of talked a, a little bit about why Jason Pierce starts. Like, uh Nagy, uh, I believe, paraphrased, but quote said, he worked his ass off to get back into this game, to get back into playing. And yeah, that's true. And you know what? I I do respect that decision, but why couldn't it almost have been, could we have gotten Tevin Jenkins in maybe in the third quarter? Or, you know, where it it shouldn't just be where, okay, the game is solidified. Now we can put Tevin Jenkins in because there isn't a risk or uh, of like, the game or anything and the game was it was over at halftime it was 22 to 3 the giants weren't going to do anything the bears scored a touchdown in that first possession of the second half on what an 11 play 75 yard drive so i i just would have liked to see tevin jenkins get some of those reps jason pierce will not be here next year tevin jenkins obviously will be being a second round pick that you moved up to go get could have been a good opportunity i think um a little tangent there but offensive line talk um you know, Larry Boren was back in action. I did like that. Obviously, getting the start over Effetti, which, hey, the Bears made one good decision and made a questionable one uh, on the other side. But I guess give and take. We, we all know this with the Bears. So that was offensively. Um, when you look at the pass catchers and some targets for Andy Dalton, like I said, he only finished 173 yards. There wasn't a lot of pass catching going around. Uh, Darnell Mooney finished with seven receptions, 69 yards. Nice. Uh, and you know is now just uh, what i can't i can't math right now but he's close on 1000 yards this season i know he needed was it 140 going at 140 going into this game so anybody who can do math on the fly he doesn't need all that much to get 1000 yards for a season and i asked him that in zoom a couple days ago if it means anything to him he says no but i think it he would he would definitely like it if he got that the thousand yards but didn't really see too much out of the pass catchers actually on robinson was thank you cliff 73 <laughs> um alan robinson uh, four receptions 35 yards like i said really getting that uh, trying to get acclimated back into the game Cole Komet through receptions 25 yards there are a couple of good blocks from Cole Komet, especially along the edge so you didn't see the tight ends as used as much in the passing game but i thought there were some good things at times uh in run blocking so gotta take what you can and then I see Damir Bird's name I see the one reception and then I think the flea flicker can't forget about that so the Bears had a very well executed flea flicker I think it was Damian Williams if I'm not mistaken who was got the hand up and pitched it back maybe I'm wrong there but hey they schemed it up right. got 23 yards on the play so the Bears were a little bit more creative or a little bit more aggressive too they were going for it on fourth down and if i can get my cursor over to the monitor that you guys can't see over here two for three on fourth down you also had the david montgomery jump pass so that so we were actually supposed to talk to david montgomery after the in the post-game press conferences but it was taking a little bit uh and it just didn't end up happening but i know everybody would have asked about like David, what what happened there, man? You, you left the you left the pass short, so, um, yeah, it happens. But it was again the Bears are being a little bit more flexible, and man, my bold prediction did not come true. They always say, and the, they have to report it like number sixty four is eligible. Alex Bars, like I, Mason and I have heard that, who knows how many times this season, number sixty four is eligible. I thought Alex Bars was going to get a, you know, a touchdown this game just on. Leaking out and scoring, uh, the Giants gave up a touchdown to, what is it? Uh, I'm forgetting on the right tackle for the Eagles' name, but he leaked out scored a touchdown. And on that play, David Montgomery's throwing a pass, trying to get hit. kick, Cole Komet. Didn't work out, bold prediction failed. I'm pretty sure I'm like 0 for 16 on bold predictions, but that's all right. I have one more game to try to do so. Um, Cliff says, Nick, it's always pleasant to see a Bears win, but I'm already thinking of next year. Cliff, I think we all are. Well we got one more game. Look, as soon as next week is over with Minnesota Vikings game's done. Man, we're gonna be missing football again. Even as as tiring and exhausting as these Bears this Bears team is, that's how I am. Actually, after probably the, the Super Bowl's over, I'm like, oh. Then you know, things pick up again. I'm going on a tangent. You get the you get the senior bowl, which I should be able to uh head down to, I think. Go see what's going on with those, um, you know, Senior Bowl prospects. If you know any, definitely hit me up and send me some people to watch. Uh, then you have the Combine. Hopefully we'll be able to go to that in person. Then you have the draft. Free agency. So it's going to pick up again. And, again, just kind of talking about everything on this post game. Uh, You know, we're going to end that, the offensive um, discussion here. I don't think there's anything crazy that I missed. Um, looking through this yellow notepad that doesn't have too much on here. No, I think we're good there. <laughs> All right, let's um move down to the third quarter of this show. Let's talk about this Bears defense, man. Cause it started off early and it continued throughout the entirety of a game. Even when the Giants scored, you guys. When the Giants scored, that was maybe, let's see, going in the play by play here. It was a one, two, three, four, the fifth, their fifth offensive possession. It took the Giants 10 plays, 35 yards to score a field goal. Nothing came easy for the Giants, and it looked like they were trying. Look, they completely abandoned that passing game, completely abandoned. They could not trust Mike Glennon. I thought at some point we were actually going to see Jake Fromm, and honestly, it could have been a worse result seeing how the the Bears or how Fromm and Glennon played last week against the Eagles. Uh, I, thought we were, I thought we were just going to see it at some point. But this Bears defense was all over the place. And whether it was Travis Gibson, whether it was Angelo Blackson with the safety and just getting on some run stops, Roquan Smith, Alec Ogletree, those kind of guys. You know, Eddie Jackson had a huge hit along one of the uh, the sidelines. Uh, Finally, one of the receivers had caught a pass. I think it was like a 12-yard pass, one of the bigger plays for the Giants. And Eddie Jackson just lays the guy out. Artie Burns had, he played a big part in that first interception. He gets his hand on the ball that was intended for Kenny Galladay, ends up in Sean Gibson's hands. So you're seeing guys make plays. And I don't even know if I really even wrote down Jalen Johnson's name. I, I really don't. And that's because, like, the Giants are smart. Let's not throw that way because it just wouldn't have made any sense. Any sense. Um, so – this defense top to bottom, all three levels was really dominant and it helps when you can take out an entire dimension of an, an, an offense and Mike Glenn wasn't going to do anything anyway. Um, so I think we also, I mean, obviously we got to talk about Robert Quinn, like watching, I think he said in his press conference and he's such a humble guy, so soft-spoken, even though you have those mics uh, up to his face, it's like, it's still sometimes hard to hear him. Uh, and, you know, he was asked, obviously, about the the record, the 18th sack, which also ended up being the 100th sack of his career, which is what a milestone, what a day, right? And to do it against Mike Glennon, uh, someone posted on Twitter or tweeted out that, oh, if you get the 100th or you get the sack record on Glennon, does it really count? There's an asterisk on it. Hey, a sack's a sack, and Robert Quinn will tell you that. But it was nice to see him do that. And you know what? As much slack as Matt Nagy gets, X to wise, f- fantastic human being, really. He calls a timeout after he gets a sack just so, yeah, not only Quinn, who's like, why are we calling a timeout and realizing, oh, he got the record and to embrace that moment for, for everybody to help celebrate with Robert Quinn. And just a testament of who he is, how he can battle adversity, I was one of those people included in the first year that he was here. Why did the Bears spend the money on a guy that's washed up? Well, he really shut everybody up, and I'm so glad he did because obviously we see that he is so talented, still at his age. The speed off the edge is insane. It didn't matter who he was going against. It doesn't matter whether it's a veteran, a rookie, He's got that edge on people, literally, and he's able to do what he's doing this season. Hey, I think uh, what is it? TJ, ooh, out of focus. TJ Watt is um, what I think a half sack maybe behind Robert Quinn right now, and they play on Monday night. So hey, Robert Quinn's got to keep you know keep the foot on the gas pedal for this last game against the Vikings, just to ensure that he can end the year the most sacks in the NFL. What a turnaround! And you know what's not being talked about? Um, the Comeback Player of the Year award. Why does that not go to Robert Quinn? I, obviously, we talked about the sack record, breaking Richard Dent 17 and a half, 100 sacks of his career. Why not comeback Player of the Year? For a guy to be where he was at last year, non existent. I was like telling my girlfriend uh, on my ride home back from Soldier Field, like, hey, Robert Quinn's d- killing it right now. She's like, I don't remember Robert Quinn last year. Not a lot of people do, right? Or people want to forget about that signing. Uh 18 sacks, you not only do you remember, but uh game plan wise for the offense, you're like, Quinn's there. Just imagine what that duel of Quinn and Mac could have done if Mac was healthy. I who knows because Mac was on already a streak of his own doing his thing. So could have been something special, and hopefully we can see some form of that. For a longer period of time in the 2022 season. Um, but yeah, the defense really was dominant. And like, like I said, if the Bears weren't causing turnovers, four on the day, Deion Bush had the the final turnover on an, an interception. Um, what that was a yeah, the second to last drive for the Giants, the interception, and then the David Montgomery <laughs> you know, jump pass interception comes out, but uh it, it was a, a really dominant performance and it was, it was nice to see because this Bears defense had not caused a lot of turnovers. They were talking about it. Like there hasn't been the last multi touchdown or multi like turnover game. Maybe this is off, but I think Cincinnati, right. Where the, those came on like consecutive plays, but there hasn't been a bunch of games or any games really this season where turnovers came you know, in bunches. And that's how that's how it happens, right? They get the first one early. They get the second one in the second possession. Then they get two in the second half, and the Bears complete dominate negative 10 passing yards on the day for the Giants. And they kind of, you know, I, I, I think I hinted at this earlier, but in the press box, you could just hear some of the Bears media, like, comment, like, wow, are they this bad? You know, stuff like that, and you usually associate those comments with the bears right with the bears and how they played and how they have been playing but this was just the giants and uh i was i turned to herb howard from from the bigs and like all he said was like man the giants suck i'm like i know this is this is crazy like the bears are obviously not a good football team in their own right but they're not the giants and that it was just it was fun to actually watch and see that Uh, just a dominant performance, last home game of the season. Just to end on a high note, even though it is a meaningless game, I think we can at least appreciate that because, like I said, we'll all be missing some football in a a couple weeks here. Uh, Cliff um, has a question. Nick, do you think the Giants tanked? I don't think – look, to be completely honest, this, like, tanking in the NFL, I don't think – there's too many players in the league that have too much pride for that. To be completely freaking honest, there's no – I don't think you're going to find anyone that's saying, Hey, we're going, we're going into this game. We're going to play competitive, but we're going to lose. I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I think they just were out game plan out scheme. Um, the bears were more physical on lines, you know, both sides of the line of scrimmage. So it's, it's not, I don't think that they tanked. Um, no. And okay. So here's a good comment. This is also another thing here. Um, we're beating bad teams right now. Don't take anything from it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Don't this is not an indication that, hey, hey, look at Matt Nagy. He's got a two-game winning streak. The first this is the first winning streak since the week four and five victories over the Detroit Lions and Las Vegas Raiders. Crazy, right? But yeah, I wouldn't take anything from this either. They're being some bad teams. I think the Bears are playing some inspired football right now, knowing that their coach is going to be ultimately let go, fired at the end of the season. Say what you want about Matt Nagy, but this team came to play for him, or this team likes Nagy. They do. They play for him. They're they're balling out right now uh, in terms of the comeback victory in Seattle and this dominant victory over the Giants. But I wouldn't take anything away from this either. As at this point, we saw Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. I really want to see Justin Fields in the finale. Just so, not that it, like whatever happens in that game is monumental. To is progression moving forward but man just to see justin fields out there one last time um oh brian i i know you you have a question here Bears second round uh it's i it's too early for me to say um in the bears uh second round a line cornerback who i can't can't give you an answer on that but i will start doing my homework at literally after the weeks 18 i was gonna say week 17 we're in week 17 week 18 matchup between the bears vikings then, then the fun, I kind of like breaking down, looking at prospects. Like I said, I'll probably be at the Senior Bowl this year, um, seeing some of those guys, but I don't know what they're going to draft that second-round pick. I have no idea right now. I'll definitely get on it. But this this show is going on a just all the tangents that I can just muster up right now. Sorry about that, you guys. Just um, When it's myself, I just can't shut up, I guess. Uh, so, okay, let's go to the fourth quarter of our show. Quick hit on special teams. Let's man. It's Pharaoh something for the Giants. It was right before the Bears are about to get to halftime, and he just misplays the kickoff. um Doesn't think that it's, He thinks that it's going to go into the end zone, but it ends up coming back out around the Giants five yard line. Bears are there to make the tackle that leads to um, a safety to ultimately end up happening. So there was a special teams um, impact right from the very beginning. It also looked like that Paddle Donnell almost had a punt, like tipped, blocked, slightly tipped, maybe. Still so was able to get the ball downfield a little bit, but that also happened. I'm trying to think, are there any other big. Obviously, Cairo Santos hitting his field goals um, is some that you want to see. Like, he had been a little, I don't know if it is fair enough, but it wasn't automatic, right? Like, there was a streak where it's when Cairo Santos was going up to kick. I already put three points. I was already in my notes or putting on Twitter, like, three points. Bears are up. Field goal good. It wasn't always like that for, you know, a couple weeks. But he made his two field goals today, made his extra points, did what he had to do. So, look good from that aspect on special teams. Um, But other than that, I I don't think there's too, too much. We did see Jakeem Grant took over punt return duties over Daz Newsome, which – you know, that was a little interesting to me, too. Daz, I thought Daz did a phenomenal job in Seattle la, uh, last week. And that, were, that was not ideal conditions to, you know, catch a ball in those conditions. But he did a good job of doing that. Then he saw, you know, Jakeem Grant kind of take over that that duty in this game. Don't know the reason, but obviously Jakeem Grant is capable. And we all saw the punt return against the, the Packers. But that was an interesting move as well that I just kind of thought about. But you know, I'll move on to the most valuable bear of this game. So, who guys? Who do you think was the most valuable in this this dominant twenty-nine to three win over the four and twelve New York Giants? For me, just seeing how this game played out, I have to go defense, and I have to give it to Travis Gibson, man. I think he set the tone, Obviously, he set the tone eight seconds eight seconds into the game right? Eight seconds in the game. He gets that strip sack fumble. Also gets one in the third quarter. He he looked like a guy that was ascending and not just also taking what Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn had taught him for the past two years. And that's what he talked about in his post-game press conference. I like listening to Travis Gibson talk. He's someone that is not going to give you a bull crap answer. He thinks about it. And I, and I like, I appreciate that about him. So, and he also does uh, his cool, you know, sack celebration where he just gets the hammer, Thor's hammer. Was it uh millionaire? Oh, no, I, oh, I butchered that. I'm not even going to say it. Sorry. Um, I have to like look at the word to, to pronounce it for some reason, even though it's spelled weird. But Thor's hammer and then just throws that thing into, you know, this guy. So I like that. Um, so I like how he plays. I like how he approaches the game. I like how he learns from what he said are two guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. And Robert Quinn and Cleo Mack. And he also said, like, the opportunity to just learn, watch, and ask questions to these guys. There you go, Cliff. And I, for some reason, cannot get the the, the name of the the hammer out of my mouth. So I'm just going to shut up about it. But um, I really do appreciate that about Travis Gibson. Maybe another – you know, it is looking like another late-round steal, right, For for – Ryan Pace and he has a bunch of criticisms Ryan Pace. But a lot of those later round picks, they those are the ones that hit. Now he just needs to get better in the the first two rounds, first three rounds really. And David Montgomery's a third round pick. So um but yes, that's my MVP. Uh if you have uh, an, another one definitely put it in the comments. And guys, this is where I'm going to wrap it up. I, how did I go for 40 minutes doing this by myself? I don't even realize that sometimes. Sorry about that. Probably going on too many tangents, but two-minute warning here. You know the Bears close out their final game at Soldier Field with a 29-3 victory. And like I said, there was a bunch of emotions going into this after the after the game. After all the reporters went to the uh, press conferences with the you know the players and Matt Nagy, we went up and we all had a toast for for Jeff Dickerson, uh, some of his favorite wine, and I think. I just have a better I just have such an appreciation for the opportunity I've been given to be at Soldier Field to cover these games to to be with all the other reporters just to see what it's like on a day-to-day basis. So, it's been awesome. And you know, just being a part of that that moment was that was a lot too. But uh it's it, it's been awesome and I I do plan on being in Minnesota for week 18. 2021 season finale against the 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 Vikings so that will be a good experience as well and um yeah thank you everybody for tuning in at what 9 or 20 it's about to be 9 20 here at night after it is a meaningless game but a a nice victory for the Bears 29 to 3 make sure you guys are well, actually before make sure you check out Owen like I said go try those protein I I drink them every single time I go work out. They are awesome. And, uh, you know, obviously tune in whenever we have shows, we definitely will do a preview last, last preview of the season. You guys got to tune in for that one against the Minnesota Vikings. We'll have the post game show, obviously, but stay tuned. Uh, follow me at Nicholas Moriano, follow the Chicago audible, appreciate all the support you guys. And we'll do this for one last time. Uh, for for regular season content, and then we'll get into the off season. But until then, bear down, Chicago. <laughs>